Hello everybody, it's Josiah, and this is the final episode before our hiatus. Uh, the final episode of season one, it's pretty crazy. Barring one week, we put out some sort of content every Monday for about a year. Uh, this is the 49th episode, we, we did it. Uh, before we get to the episode, I'd like to thank our patrons and everyone who has helped make this show possible. Uh, you know, you know who you are. This has been a really fantastic year. Um, and, and I'd also like to officially announce that Jared will be returning to the show in August. Uh, and the show is probably going to be a little bit different than it is now. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be good. Him and I are brainstorming a bit, and I, I'm excited to see what we'll come up with. Um, as for today's episode, though, as for the finale, um, since Jared went on his long break, this show has become something of a narcissistic project, to be honest. Uh, it's also become more and more of a show built on intimate one-on-one -on -one conversations, uh, especially the last few episodes, which have been specifically focusing on religion and the role of faith in people's life. Uh, to kind of conclude that small series, if you will, I've decided to bring on my dad, uh, Randy Sutton. You know, I'm telling the story right now, and I'm laughing about it, but sometimes I tell it and I just weep. We talk through his faith journey from drugs and rock and roll to occultism to his conversion to Christianity in the 90s. Um, I, I recorded it in, in their garage with him, just one microphone, so you'll get a nice chance to hear the, the birds in the background every once in a while and the neighbors yelling at one point, but it, it's definitely one of the most uh, personal episodes I've ever recorded, and I'm excited to share it with you all. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who's been listening for this year. Uh, it really means the world to me. And now, on to the finale. disappointed in you and then yeah. i have to listen to your show <laughs> yeah i love my son by the way oh, so. well thank you yeah. i appreciate it. i love you too John. <laughs> that's a good note to start on I yeah think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so i mean like usually when i do this i i will say like some give an elevator pitch who are you mm -hmm. i mean uh, I'll have said in a pre-recorded thing that you're my dad. That's mm -hmm. about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're asking me that question right now? Yes, I'm asking you I? that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a 50 year, 56 year old white male who lives in, uh, you know, the uh, out on the prairie in Iowa. Yeah. And um, you know, my family roots they go back to uh, the Kentucky Hills and. Yeah. Uh, southern missouri and yeah. so i'm just kind of a, a hillbilly um, <laughs> appalachian <you know. laughs> yeah. appalachian in the midwest yeah. but that yeah, that's only half of the family the other right. half they came across the north you know so do, it's, do we know for facts that the uh the moonshiner sutton popcorn sutton <laughs> is related to us or is that just a sneaking suspicion based we, we all of... come from the same neighborhood but 
there's no way we can really prove we're related yeah. to him. He just, I don't know, whenever I read anything about him, he just seems like he'd be related to me. Yeah. <laughs> Some of our more backward cousins. <laughs> yes. What did, did you ever read how he got his name, Popcorn Sutton? Um, uh, I don't know. I have to double check it, but if I remember correct, it was that he, he took a pool cue to a popcorn machine <laughs> out of anger with it. And I was like, yeah, it sounds, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like us. Somebody in our family would have done that. <laughs> Maybe not me specifically. I, we, you know, we've progressed past that point. Now we, we use our words to hurt people. But. <laughs> <laughs> I use memes and Facebook stuff. Yeah, it's, it's changed a bit, but it's, it, you know. Here it is. Uh, Sutton was given nickname of Popcorn after he frust- after his frustrated attack on a bar's faulty popcorn vending machine with a pool cue. <laughs> There's something about the Wikipedia page that's great because pool cue is like blue. Like in case you don't yeah, know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> you can just hover over it. And like, <laughs> Check that is, out. Yeah. There's <laughs> a little picture there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's who you are. Yeah, you do computer stuff. Yeah. It's you know kind of boring to try to explain things. Yeah. I, I always remember you know yeah. that uh, Caleb thought I didn't have a cool job because all I did was sit around and make batch classes, and I <laughs> he had no idea that's all he ever heard me talk about was batch classes. So, <laughs> and, I always uh, remember that yeah because he would just jokingly call things batch classes because he yes. overheard that when you were on like a work call. He's <laughs> like I don't know what that means. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'm just a remote IT guy, and uh, yeah, living out and living out in the living Iowa. the dream. <laughs> yep. Well, um, yeah, and I guess moving into specifically, you know, like I've been doing these these talks with people about um, their religious journeys, and um, I don't know. I think there's something kind of nice about ending the shows like before the hiatus on like you know talking to my dad about. You know that because in a lot of ways my my religious views come in a deep part to being raised in a household with there's kind of like a defining religious myth you know that I don't know kind of goes yeah, around. That's the great it. thing about having kids you can raise them and just make them believe whatever what you, you believe. whatever you want them to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that worked out. <laughs> my. My brother has snuck into the garage to sneal, steal uh, some Corona seltzers. <laughs> that feels like a, a flashback. In a lot of ways, this is kind of a nice way to close out this season. Because the first episode I was recording in this garage with this microphone, drinking Corona seltzers. And so, <laughs> kind of works. But yeah, now talk about... Uh, how you got where you, where you did religiously, and also I'll probably interject where I show up, you know, since I'm the main character. And all exactly. That, right? this, this is actually the story of Josiah with me as the, the prequel. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is the prequel. It's, it's like yeah. a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. No, this is Star Wars. One. This is, yeah, establishing the, the VLVC lore right now. But yeah, we're, we're recording yeah, in a garage while it's raining outside, so we might have to emergency change locations. Um, I guess, yeah, so... So we were starting... Yes, religion. Beginning of my religious journey. Yeah, so, well, where, where are you at? Like, you're you're reformed now. Yes. That's that's the position you hold now. Yes. So, how... Like, that? I like... Um, we see you in a reformed... Like, at an E-free church. 
mm-hmm. reformed and I'm going to do record scratch, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what we're doing right yes, now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, where it all begins back in the day. Back in the day. So I didn't grow up in, um, you know, a religious home. It's mm-hmm. like when we went, when there were, you had to go to the emergency room and they would ask you your religion to write down on a piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, my mom would, I, I would look at my mom and she'd say Protestant. So. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, I, that's what I am. All right. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Protestant. All right. I didn't have any idea what that meant. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think how I got from that point to where, you know, I really had any religious ideas or anything. I, I remember going to, um, there'd be like vacation Bible schools. Yeah. At yeah. like the Dutch Reformed Church that was okay. close by. And, oh, so yeah, you had I mean, the Reformed thing around you. In the yeah. yeah. I, you didn't you know, know what I, it meant. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I think I went to a oh, little Bible uh, study thing off to mm-hmm. the side, you know, when you go to VBS and... Um, you know, I, I was uh, reading from my Bible, and it wasn't the same as what they were reading from theirs. And you know, so there's, and I'm like, mine, mine doesn't say that. And the teacher asked me, "What kind of Bible do you have?" And I'm like, uh, "Gideon." <laughs> yeah. The Gideons printed Bibles, yeah. and they put them in a hotel room. Right? And... Yes. No, that's awesome. No, I got that. I was trying yeah, to. That... <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> so... So apparently my Bible was stolen from a hotel. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> well, you know, my folks had the uh, resort up in Canada, so mm. maybe they ended up with Gideon Bibles at the oh, resort. Yeah. I don't know where the hell it came from. It's just, <laughs> it's just around. It's, no, so where was it? Yeah. You're a kid. So I remember going to yeah. the vacation Bible school, you know. It was, yeah. it was Red Rover, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, you got cookies and, you know, popsicles. That was pretty cool. That was, yeah, that was religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I can, I can remember at times thinking about religious things when I was younger. I can remember praying, although I don't really know, I really know what I was praying about. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't read the Bible. I didn't have any sort of, yeah, you know, uh, context for what I was doing. I was just, you yeah. know, um, I'm praying because, you know. That's what you're but, supposed to do. You know, God bless mom, dad. Hmm. And then, going through my whole life story here. Yeah, I think through your life. You know, I'm, I'm up into the high school years, I guess. And yeah. that's when, you know, started partying and stuff. And, you know, just um, that's the first time that I, you know, it, it was getting really out of control and stuff. Yeah. And it's when, you know, got into the partying, rock and roll yeah, you yeah. know, going out. This and is slightly doing the dangerous late seventies, early eighties. Uh, it'd be about eighty, yeah. seventy, yeah, seventy-nine, eighty, yeah. eighty-one. Yeah, that's you know when I was in my last years of high school, I started partying really ha- hard, you know, and did a lot of drugs back then, and you know the music was a big part mm-hmm. of everything, and and there was so so much in the music I was listening to. That was, you know, pretty much, pretty much, I, I loved uh, atheist bands. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, you know, Jethro Tull. Yeah. And listening to um, Sabbath, really, you know, they, they were just playing a game. But, um, <laughs> fake. <laughs> you know, Pink Floyd, just, you know, the, these bands that had a really dark worldview. Yeah, you kind of just reveled in that. Just the lack yeah. of hope, I suppose, in 
you know, Gen Z terms, you'd say you were, you were a doomer. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it was just purposeless and, you know. Yeah. And this went on for a long time, you know. I, I don't want to dwell on, you know, like like talking about war stories and stuff from then because it was just, you know, it was a really bad time. And, yeah. you know, I, I was like that for, um, you know, talking about the party years. And there was a lot of nasty stuff that happened mm-hmm. during that time. And there just came this point, and this is this is really boring stuff. Actually, it's you know not so much my spiritual journey, but it's like you know um, I got a job in an office. Yeah. And actually, when I got a job in the office, I met my future wife. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. So that's um, good. Yeah. You, th- this was after I went through you know years of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, a decade yeah. decade of hell. Well, yeah. Maybe so a little so bit like, when did anyway. you start working in an office? Like, I mean, what that would have been. Um, later 80s at yeah point, later right? later 80s yeah, yeah so i don't know I, I hear people talk about this a lot with drugs or something where they kind of are like yeah there's like a 10 year gap yeah. <laughs> like my memory <laughs> you know it's not so much a gap but you know it, it could be like a storybook you know mm-hmm. and if i got you start reading back through it yeah you know you've got a bunch of different chapters yeah all the way through so and that was just like it, one it's like reading chapter. grimm's fairy tales you know hey I remember this time <laughs> like, yeah. well what you had a <laughs> i don't know if i should say this you had a buddy stab his friend wait you got stabbed no, I didn't get stabbed. Who got well, stabbed? I got stabbed once with an ice pick, <laughs> but that was only in the thigh, and he didn't hit the artery. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. I had to go home and explain why I had blood running down my leg. And <laughs> were you, you were living with your parents at yeah. that point? That was in, I yeah. think I was wearing khakis at the time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <I'm>, so <laughs> things were not great at this period. Yeah. <laughs> Had to say, you know, I I was climbing a fence. I, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, just uh, <laughs> scratch myself on a fence. It's, then what? So you get an office job, late eighties. Yeah. Oh, you. I mean, you you got your associate's degree too, right? I mean, that's in there. Actually, I'm uh, maybe three credit hours short. So. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I you should go put, go back and get those. That's why I can't put AS after my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You should go back and just get those. Yeah, I've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could take a you know cooking class or something. Yeah, three credits and, is know. nothing. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you take an evening like at class. Yeah, yeah. Now that was my uh, misdirected uh, adventures at DMAC because I didn't know what to do after I got out of high school and yeah, so decided my friend mm-hmm. Bob he went into electronics maintenance. I thought, oh, okay, I'll I'll do, know, that. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. That sounds cool yeah. and. Yeah, I have passed all the classes, but you know, as a, yeah. absolutely a worthless practitioner, I couldn't, I couldn't fix anything. Bob's <laughs> a genius, by the way. But, Bob, Bob's a genius. Yeah. Yes. Not so me. just a lot of like aimless drifting around. For exactly. Like a good you know, ten years there, or there something. Was, you know, yeah. you know, a girlfriend in there and working at uh, Billy Joe's Picture Show and yep. you know, lost weekends and yeah, yeah, some crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And then after I got out of incarceration, no, <laughs> after I com- successfully completed a program. <laughs> <laughs> what, what for? What do we do? You, are you comfortable saying what for? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a, um, uh, detox facility. Okay. And, um, it was yeah. drug related then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Were, were you reading a lot at this time? Because I, I yes. think if, okay, I think if you as someone who's always been really into like philosophy and stuff generally. Yeah. yeah so you know, the the you know first things I remember reading, I would just you know in a fantasy Stephen King, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But then you know in high school, I started reading. Well, it was an assignment, and mm. the assignment was Siddhartha by mm. Herman Hesse. Okay. And I read that book and I got really fascinated by Herman Hesse. So, mm. you know, I decided I was, I was going to read more of his works. And then that eventually leads into um, mysticism. Yeah. And, he, and that's, that's how I got introduced that direction. I guess I, you know, his, uh, hmm. you know, Herman Hesse's books have, um, they, they all have this uh, Jungian type mm-hmm. of uh, psychology to them. Yeah. And, and the, the archetype, archetypes, the symbols, everything yeah. in it, they're, you know, what, I, I don't know, that was something that, that mm. just captured me and, and I, I bought into that idea and I, I liked that idea, you know, of these eternal symbols and... yeah. Well, because I was going to say, like, this is a thing I know that you were into until you became a Christian, but it's like an era I don't really know much about. I know that mm-hmm. you were into, like, Carl Jung and uh, Joseph Campbell, and I know you were into, like, some of that occult stuff, but I don't, like, yeah. I don't know much about that period. I know Mom said that you used to meditate and stuff, but... Yeah, I I, I think, um, you know, the, the occult came, I don't know, I, I guess they all came together. You know, the, yeah. the Joseph Campbell, um, you know, mythology archetypes, just, you know, that, that type of um, thinking. But, mm. you know, early on, um, I bought into, you know, start to introduce this interest in the occult, like Crowley and yeah. uh, the Golden Dawn. And yeah. so I really got, I, I purchased, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars I may have used to purchase books mm. on esoteric things. Yeah. And just, you know, trying to understand or come up with some sort of com- cosmology that made sense. So, so, it's like, so, but you, you didn't, so you did not seem to really buy like, like materialist thought doesn't seem to really be attractive to you at this time. Exactly. You, like you felt yeah. there was a need for a spiritual thing. Yes. That's, that's okay. a good way to put it because you know, I, I thought that there was a higher plane and that ritualistically you could go through certain steps to try to reach greater knowledge, greater mm-hmm. understanding, yeah. you know, be able to have um, pure will yeah. to be, you know. A... Were you a big Nisha guy? So I know you had Nisha later, books. Later okay. on, yeah, I, I read a lot of Nisha but... Yeah. Because I remember, like, I read, I was able to read, like, Twilight of the Idols in high school because it was in the basement because you had it. <laughs> yeah. Because you've held on to a lot of these books, right? Yeah. I, it, it's hard to throw them away, you know. Well, I don't think I, it's, I don't think you have to throw them away. Like, <laughs> and even if you think they're bad, I own plenty of books I think are pretty bad. <laughs> you know, I, I got rid of all of my occult books, though, oh, okay. you know, when, uh, you know, yeah. when, when I eventually um, was saved, it mm-hmm. was like, you know. At that point, I had to, I I kept, I kept them. I'll just yeah. say that, you know, it, it was a bit after I was saved that I had to get rid of all of them. Mm, you felt like you, you needed know. to. 
there, there was that interim where, you know, I was really into that. And, you know, I, I would, you know, try to deprive myself. I'd take cold showers. I'd, um, mm. you know, just mm. do things to try to, um, what do I want to say, submit my body to Your mind. my will. Yeah, yes. will, yeah. Exactly. Huh. Because... <laughs> Because that's yeah. <laughs> because your will, because you your know? will is is powerful. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. once once you've mastered your will, you can mm. do pretty much anything. Did, so, did you get into that stuff like during this kind of like lost ten years? Where I'm roughly saying ten years, but like, were you into that stuff when you were like, yeah, you know, drugs and rock and roll kind of, or was this more once you got into the office setting, or is it both? <laughs> it was. It was actually about the time I got into the office setting. Interesting. That, you, that's yeah. probably when I was I was most intent, you know, yeah. on on following through with you know these practices and learning. Yeah. Was it was it like maybe once you were in a more comfortable situation, you were more? I had this leisure. Well, that, I mean, and I don't mean that leisure in like a jabby way, but like no. you have, you know, they talk about like they talk about how philosophy tends to come out of periods of actually genuinely like chill periods at times like in greek thought or whatever because people have time to start actually like not hopping from one crisis to another and actually go like wait why the hell am i here yeah (laughs) yeah it was getting to be a very predictable time in my life or or yeah you know i had those those off moments you know i Mm -hmm. I wasn't always you know partying and stuff i you know about that time, you know, I moved in with your mother. Yeah. You know, I first started seeing her and eventually, you know, yeah. we were living together after that. So it, it was. <laughs> this, the weird, this is a weird tie, but um, the last the last guest we had on was Seek, right? And there's this big thing in um, Seeky about um, like you take on religion when you're ready in life. So it's like different than Christianity in that where it's like, you know, it's not like you have the born again moment. You can like believe in Seeky, but it's more like. You, once you settle down and have a family, that's when you become religious. Like yeah. you know, he you know he quotes his grandfather saying, "Religion's not for everyone. It's like a thing you take on." Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like that's similar, where you're starting to ask the religious questions once you were in a position to like actually think about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know that that's actually I I can see um, you know something that happened in that time as well. You know, so you know when your mom and I. First, we're dating and uh, mm-hmm. we moved in together. You know, I was still practicing this stuff. I mm-hmm. had I had my own room in the apartment where, <laughs> you know, the... I had my desk and I had, you know, I could go in there mm-hmm. and I could, um, you know, practice my Hebrew alphabet and everything. Really? Oh, you were into Hebrew? Like, were you into Kabbalah? Yeah. Well, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Free of life, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty um, fundamental to Mm -hmm. that you know the golden dawn and um yeah you know that occult system yeah is you know the tree of life and Uh so interesting yeah you have to understand the stages of Mm. you know how how to ascend through the tree of life and i i I think this is kind of interesting parallels because as you talk about this stuff you know i think about my own life and we have obviously really similar mentalities even though if we disagree on a lot um like so, like, I'm thinking of, like, my really tumultuous period with religion. Yeah, I, like, I, that was when I, like, started trying to meditate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got into, like, I was still calling myself a Christian and 
still was a Christian, but I was like, you know what? I was looking at like Eastern traditions because I just, I think that's something that it seems really similar. I don't know. Once you're mm-hmm. asking those questions, you want to start meditating and getting into weird esoteric stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, you say that, but I, I remember, you know, I, I tried to practice Buddhism at yeah, one time, you know, just, I, I think I had a book by Ram Das oh, yeah. and read it. Yeah. You know, I tried I, meditative practices, like maybe when I was 16 or 17, I probably stole the book from Barnes and Noble. When I was, <laughs> or, no, it would have been like Walton books back then or yeah, something, yeah. but you know, yeah. Just so, didn't, yeah, didn't work for you. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't your thing. Okay. So like, well, okay. So we're in the, we're, you're, you moved in with mom. It's the late late eighties. It's starting to get to early nineties. It's, it's kind of interesting because I know the exact year that you convert. So it's yeah. like we're moving toward it because it's yeah. in the nineties. But, um, yeah, so, so you're into the occult stuff. I, I don't know what. <sighs> and also, um, we, we were talking earlier about how, you know, when you get settled in mm-hmm. and you have, you know, kind of this, this nest you can sit in and ruminate and, you know, yeah. your, your mind works differently, I guess, when you're not worried about, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, other things. You, you just yeah. got all your shit there and you're, you know. So when I was, uh, when we lived at this one house or one apartment, mm. I ended up ordering uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica by uh, accident. And uh, I, also <laughs> got, I also got the uh, Great Books. Yeah, you still have that. Uh, you, you, you still have both those downstairs, don't you? <laughs> I want to get rid of the Britannicas, but never the great books. Yeah, okay. never, no. <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember. Oh, the uh, the other thing was the uh, Maryland Wood uh, speed reading course. Oh, okay. Those, those were the three things <laughs> that came with this deal. I tried the speed reading course, and I, I got work. through en- the encyclopedia in a couple days. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for something it. else to read. You know? <laughs> That was boring. Yeah, that sounds I terrible. Know, I, I got lost in the middle somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading the encyclopedia. This is part of the, yeah, this is like a thing for me is um, hearing this stuff too is just realizing I don't think I'll ever not be into philosophy and stuff because you didn't mm-hmm. even really go to college and you were still doing this stuff. And so I don't yeah. know, I kind of feel like I'll always be obsessive like this. <laughs> uh, I you know, I was saying that, you know, get, getting those great books, that that was really kind of where, you know, I, I got this uh, kind of this mission where I thought I was going to be able to, um, you know, come up with the best argument, the argument that hadn't been thought of before. Yeah, you're going to invent you know? the next big philosophy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I really thought, uh, you know, hey, I'm a pretty smart guy. I, yeah, practitioner of something I, thought. You know, I thought, you know, well, no, I thought, you know. It's going to be Randian. Randy. <laughs> that was and already then, taken. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Did you ever get into Ayn Rand? Not, yeah, not, nothing, not, you know, just on yeah. the fringes. Just Cause because I, she's I, influential. But yeah, because like, I, I feel like we've talked and you haven't, like, really, you don't really like her that much, it no. seems like. I don't know. You know, she's she's got some ideas. I, you know, I, I appreciate a lot of her 
libertarian ideas from the quotes that I've read of her. I yeah, haven't read but, anything in depth. Yeah, if you, I, I promise you, even if you would agree with some of the economic stuff, if you read Anthem, you would throw that book out. It's well, such an evil but book. See, I've listened to uh, Rush 2112. And, <laughs> and they, were they, they're big brand people, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I can't remember. So Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, the drummer. Yeah, he, he he wrote a lot of their music. And anyway, Jeez. he was yeah. He wrote a lot of Ayn Rand. And if you uh, yeah, so if you listen to Rush twenty one twelve, yeah, you'll be totally indoctrinated. Yeah, I'll become a libertarian. Exactly, yeah. that's what happened to me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take a big bong hit and uh, <laughs> listen, listen to twenty one twelve. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody can tell me what to do. <laughs> Defund the Fed, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, okay, so maybe we start setting up like what? So how you obviously are not a fan of Christianity at this point, I would assume. No. What What was your thing against it? I guess at this time, or just it, the, it was mostly yeah. just. Uh, I I see it as you know looking backward because that's about the only way I can do. But it it seemed like. Uh, Probably my motivation was intellectual elitism. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, I was too smart that, yeah. you know, nothing I had ever read made me believe that there was God. I, I don't know when I really abandoned God. I told you, you know, I prayed when I was younger. Yeah. And and there's not like some delineation where suddenly, you know, yeah, I, I had no feeling of connection with the universe because I was looking at. You know, I, I could practice that spiritualism, but that mm. was separated from God somehow, I guess. Well, yeah, because I don't know. And and this might be like slight, I don't know. This is probably an, an unfair characterization of, of occult thought to some degree. But for me, it doesn't seem to have as much of a moral like thing. It doesn't feel like it commands anything of you. Mm-hmm. Aside from with at least a lot of occult stuff is more, I feel like, well, your will on the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the occult is ritualistic mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, yeah, it's almost, you know, like having some sort of pattern that you have to live through in yeah. your day. It's, um, you know, mourning, um, hmm. you know, uh, morning meditations and, um, <laughs> you know, and then there's, there's a weird alternate timeline uh, where you become like a big high church catholic type or like like anglican because no no hear me out if if you've been around the right people they've been like will you pray, pray the daily office you know mm-hmm. you like because it, it sounds similar to my attraction yeah. to high church stuff but it's not a you know it's yeah. very different but you know and i i wish i i could you know my my mind has faded over time and i wish <laughs> i could remember all the ritual though yeah i, I remember there there was some ceremony and it wasn't like you actually had to have a sword or something, but you know, it's like making different positions yeah. uh, in line with the uh, uh, with the tree of life, oh, and yeah. you had to do it in a certain order. And there were words yeah, you, you would, would say. say at each one of the points. Yeah. See, this is what yeah. I'm saying: is if somebody had handed you a rosary at this time, a very very weird, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different alternate timeline. Uh, <laughs> Hear my mother wailing and a whole lot of scraping of chairs. I don't know what it is, but there's yeah, 
mean, so you're moving toward. So you it really it seems like from talking to mom and a bit to you, it was really sudden, like Christianity. It yeah. wasn't like it just like you weren't lingering on it. Um, I you know maybe it wasn't apparent to her, but it but, was to you. You yeah. know, we were in this apartment. You know, again, I had my office. Yeah, there was my study area with the computer and all my books. Yeah, and suddenly, and, suddenly, there's G.K. Chesterton. I'm just... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Crowley and C.S. Lewis, yeah. <laughs> you look like um, Obi-Wan in, uh, you know, Star Wars. So, now, G.K. Chesterton, he didn't show up. Anyway. No, um, he didn't play any role. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just distracting you constantly. Yeah, yeah so I had my office there, right? Yeah, With your office. All, all my books, all my stuff, and, um, you know... And that is when I met Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I probably, it's fine. Probably bleep his I, I name can bleep out. his name out. I, yeah. Kelly is probably fine. Yeah. And I'll, I'll from, emphasize for people who know, not my girlfriend, Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Family friend, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met I met him at the time. And that was at the height of my atheism and my, yeah. and my meanness uh, to Christians. Yeah. Because um, actually, I, I was kind of dark and... Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, it, it's, it's too early to call you like, it's too early. Like it's not 2000. So it's not like new atheist necessarily, but you seem to have had that militancy of a new atheist, right? Or no? Yeah. And, and there was still or the darkness of it. Yeah. There was still, yeah. There was some darkness too, though, that spilled over, I think from the, you know, the, the black days, Yeah, you know, where I, I remember one time, um, Somebody brought their new baby into the office, and it was around the holidays, and I asked them if they were fattening it up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, but that's and... really funny. Is <laughs> Mom has told me that story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where I got <laughs> being an asshole. <laughs> but, yeah, I was um, yeah, kind of a, a freewheeling nihilist, uh, yeah. kind of um, devil-may-care sort of guy. Yeah, so I guess maybe what you wouldn't be a new atheist because it doesn't seem like you were really into like, oh, science will provide us with a morality no. or anything. No, you were like <laughs> a nihilist. You were Nietzschean. I, yeah, yeah I, I really uh, had a very low view of mankind. So yeah. my, I didn't really think there was going to be you know, the Uber man. I thought this, you know, everything you was just... Even, you weren't even <laughs> optimistic enough to be an Asian. No. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's, no. Nobody will be able to be powerful. It's all falling apart. It's, you know... <laughs> oh, man. It, you're so lucky that you didn't go through all this with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the weird yeah. shit <laughs> people land in because of the internet. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny the weird directions because I feel like you do you went through what a lot of people I know on the internet do go through where you get into weird philosophies. You like did that, mm-hmm. but like there's something about I think the the internet that allows you access to even more crazy ideologies. And so mm-hmm. people always talk about we we had an episode we talked about this guy Nick Land who started out as this like Marxian philosopher. But it was like really into psychedelics and shit, and then ended up a like open fascist over like ten years. <laughs> he, he started to uh, he started a movement oh, called yeah. the neo reactionaries, the uh, the uh, oh the dark enlightenment. 
Yeah, he it's expanded so his mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was that was uh, the guy we had on who explained. He's like, there's a different. The <laughs> Nick Land went from being a guy who said like we should do violence to enact like the about ab- abolishment of patriarchy to then inventing a school of thought called hyper racism. <laughs> <laughs> you thought racism was great. <laughs> this is, is hyper racism. Racism too. <laughs> It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah. So you... Ripple R racism. <laughs> racism too. Electric boogaloo. It's... <laughs> okay, so let's see. You, uh, you've gotten into weird shit. You met Kelly. And then... Yeah, you, so... You guys so used I, to fight, was, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I used to love to do these absurdist... Uh, questions to Kelly. I just like to make fun of him because Kelly is a Christian, yeah, and um, I wasn't. So <laughs> you had to you had to own his ass. You had exactly to... because you know that that's what I'm here for, right? Yeah, because you can't believe that. That's stupid. <laughs> that's that, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> stop believing that, would you? <laughs> I you know I I really didn't uh, argue with facts and logic. Uh, no, I, I just kind of made fun of him. Yeah, I was like, you know, so uh, what if the uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were having a unicycle race down a hill? Which one would win? <laughs> and Kelly or, would try to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, that, yeah. So that that was about the uh, depth of my theological argument. Yeah, if you really just... wanted to argue with me, I could. But but yeah, I mean, you were yeah. just kind of was... having fun doing blasphemous <laughs> jokes at him and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, and uh, he got me listening to um, evangelical radio. Okay. Um, there was uh, Bob Larson Ministries, mm. which was this radio program uh, with a host named Bob Larson. Mm. And I've heard of it. He, um, you know, was into all of this. Uh, uh, it, it was during the, during the uh, Satanic Panic, and so oh yeah, oh, it, it yeah. was just awesome to listen to because you know he he pumped up all of the Satanic conspiracy theories and yeah he um, oh he had he had a book called Dead Air. I bought that. I think I, I he actually autographed. I can't say that autographed, autographed. it in person. Wait, were you um, so were you like believing into this or was well, it just actually, this, this it was kind of right, an irony? I, I'm thing. sorry, I, I did a jump ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, no, you're fine. I was listening to him before I you know, before I was saved. Yeah, and so, but you know, he yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that should have come later because that. Bob no, Lark- yeah, we can Bob Larson is hilarious. Yeah, we 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 gotta yeah we gotta get to your conversion because I feel like the story doesn't end with that. It's yeah, kind of weird. I keep jumping forward. No, no, I know, I know. So so yeah, let's. So <clears throat> Kelly is really big part of you becoming a Christian, right? Yeah, it was Kelly, but then it was also um, I don't know why I I read Mere Christianity. Okay, you know I didn't know I, that. I didn't know that was yeah that that book played yeah, that role. Yeah, that that. Actually, um, you know, I, I can't say it was like a intellectual decision or something that I said, I've been reading all this, you know, stuff that mm-hmm. is arguing against the against uh, against the existence of God. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, maybe I should read something on the other side. I don't think I really did that. But, you know, 
for some reason, I ended up reading that book. Hmm. It's a short and, book, too. So I could totally see, even though you don't agree with it, it's like, ah, it's going to be like 100 pages, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, I think the thing, you know, that, that struck me in that was just, you know, his explanation of how morality is imprinted. Okay. I was actually going to mention that was, I was assuming that was the thing that was going to get you because you were talking, you've been, you're into Joseph Campbell. You're into this like idea that all humanity is guided by these myths. And then C.S. Lewis's argument is that like, we're all guided by a similar morality and that suggests the existence of a God mm-hmm. or some sort of moral force. And yeah, that, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm explaining for you here, but it seems like that's, that's yeah, that fits yeah. nicely. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the thing too, because I, you know, I was telling you before how, you know, how I, you know, had these nihilistic tendencies and then, you know, to have somebody try to tell me that um, yeah. I tried to be amoral because I, I tried to look at, um, you know, what, what was the, how did things occur naturally? And, you know, I, I didn't see any, any morality when I looked, to you know, and, I always yeah. remembered, you know, saying that, that, um, hmm. you know, if something occurs naturally, then I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, we, we really, um, yeah. you know, that that's how we should live life, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's uh, pretty callous, you know, towards mm-hmm. human life or whatever. You know, if somebody gets killed, they get killed. You know? Yeah, it's natural selection. It's, and, yeah. You know, just wrong place, wrong time, um, you know, whoopsies. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I, I you know, kind of looked at the world that way. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. that um, what, what was natural was, you know, the way things were supposed to be. Yeah. So, you know, I was challenged by C.S. Lewis, though, because, you know, he said, well, you know, you don't really believe that. You know, deep down inside, you have a conscience, you have, you know, a sense of morality. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, stealing isn't right here, you know, you know, that that, um, you know, you you just know that there are certain things that are right and wrong. And yeah, so that that just bothered me because I, you know, from you know uh, naturalistic perspective that doesn't make any sense yeah I'm gonna get back on track here in a yeah, give it, yeah. I'm, you know I'm still my, my gears are still still turning here yeah, it's like, yeah. well so, so yeah go ahead. yeah we're, we're talking <clears throat> about so um, yeah from a naturalistic perspective it made no sense mm-hmm. for me to care about anything yeah but I had you know, that still small voice within that yeah. said that, you know, there is a, uh, there is an order and that there is a moral law yeah. and that, you know, there's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard you try to deny it, it's still there. Yeah. And then, so then, yeah, let's, let's get to the actual moment of, I guess, conversion. How did, how did we get there? There was, um, you know, there was a time <clears throat> when I, you know, still during my, mo- there, there were a couple few things that you know kind of converged but there was you know that time when i was you know picking on my christian friend and i remember going up to kelly and saying to him um hey you know there are uh hindu gods that have a thousand arms uh how many arms does your god have mm-hmm. and he said uh boys well, uh, got two and they nailed them to the cross for you yeah and <laughs> that was something that just you know is it 
you know, I'm telling the story right now and I'm laughing about it, but sometimes I tell it and I just weep because yeah. it's such a beautiful line. No, it's, a, it's a, like, I don't know, it's something about it because it, you come at it with just this like shitty new atheist, like, oh yeah, sh- dumbass Christian. And I don't know, there's something about him just immediately pointing, not to like some elaborate cosmology of Christianity to answer the question, but just the, no, God loves you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, I don't know, there's something about it. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, and at the time it was just a punch in the gut to me. Yeah. You know, because I'd already been thinking about these things and, you know, there, it pretty much from you know, a Western perspective, there's no way to think about, um, you know, the, the arguments, uh, you know, what C.S. Lewis was arguing for, Yeah. you know, without thinking about God, think about Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, he, yeah. 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 But anyway, that, you know, that wasn't the moment. The no, story, but it, it was the thing, the it, seed or whatever. It, yeah. it was another seed, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I I had been bugged by this, you know, for months, yeah. you know, coming up to this point. I, I was pretty much um, in turmoil. I, I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I could not logically come to some sort of reconciliation between my naturalism and and, you know, just what I, you know, felt inside, mm-hmm. you know, my, my conscience, my, my guilt, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, I, I felt it all. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was bugging me for days. And then, you know, I just, um, you know, one night went out on, uh, um, the balcony at this apartment we lived in and I was just watching the storm roll in. I mean, there it was thunder, lightning, you know, it's, it's Cecil B. DeMille's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to get, uh, but, you know, I watched it come in and, you know, I said, God, if you're, if you're out there, just show me a sign, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that was one of the worst storms we ever had over Iowa and, uh, yeah. That was the floods of 93. The, yeah, you know, if you're Des Moines, a Des Moines resident, Des Moines, that's a famous <laughs> thing flooded. for Iowa, yeah. And, um, you know, I do not claim credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I, this, I remember telling this conversion story to uh, Leo when I was a kid, and he was like, oh, so your dad's responsible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, you know, you... <laughs> There's something so um, almost Old Testament about it, yeah. where it's like, you're like God show me a sign, and then the whole fucking city yeah. floods. <laughs> um, if I could be yeah, narcissistic here for a second, talk about myself. Um, this is what's uh, kind of an interesting thing in understanding my religious journey, because I grew up with this story. And for me, when I went through my crisis of faith, the first thing I did is like ask for signs and I didn't get them. And that's not like a, I, I obviously anyone listening to this at this point knows I believe in God. Um, I got there. But for my a lot of my faith journey has been molded by hearing stories like that or the Augustine conversion story and then just not feeling that moment and wondering, does that mean God isn't real? Or that it's going to just look different for me? 
And it was, you know, it came to the latter conclusion. But rain, rain on my face. I don't know. Hasn't stopped raining for days. My world is a flood. Slowly I become one with the mud. I think, yeah, from here we're going into now with the actual process of converting looks like, because it's not just like, it's not just that you see the sign, you have to respond to the sign, right? And I know from mom who did not convert for like another year after you, right? Something like that, that she found you so obnoxious at this point. <laughs> no, I, I just want um, to, to uh, you know, add some context to what you just said, because Mine is probably a weird conversion because it was just an individual mm. where most people, you know, go to a church. They go to their big you know, born again moment is like in a revival like, with exactly, everyone coming but, up you to know, the front. It's, yeah. it's like me going, you know, light bulb, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, but for me, I, you know, at first was not really sure what to do with it because yeah. You know, okay, now I'm a Christian. I believe this. I need to read my Bible and, yep. um, you know, just start going about my day and trying to be living like Christ. So I'm like, so how did Christ just, live? I guess is yeah, the question. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you know, he was a nice guy for everything I knew, you know. Yeah. I'm ready to think bad about him, really. <laughs> yeah, most people don't <laughs> seem to hate him too much. It's, uh, you know, good ratings on yelp but okay so anyway you know so that's that's what you do right yeah you're a christian but you know the thing that you know that uh, this this was right around the time your mom and i got married too Mm -hmm. so same year yeah of course we're going to uh had to be married in a church so we you know we, we found a church up in you know missouri that would marry us no it was a little brown church in nashua iowa yeah. song about it you can look it up on the internet <laughs> and um you know so we got married even though you know i was i i had bought into it and she hadn't let's just yeah. say that you know she's like well i don't know what the hell's going on here but yeah you know it yeah you know there's a new kick it's just another kick yeah for that for, at, at that point yeah. to her probably because you get in you were just like oh you know you had your niche phase I can yeah, exactly. your bored again yeah, phase. Yeah, I'm going through my goth <laughs> phase. <laughs> but um, we, uh, it was weird. We moved into the house on Street mm. at the uh, exact same time that we got married. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleep uh, the. Oh <laughs> no, no, you're fine. The you're fine. Yeah, but yeah, the street that the the house I I, I was born into. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. Yeah, because I'm I'm four years away. From showing up at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the star is about to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so yeah, you're, you're you move into a house with. Yeah, we, we moved into the house Mom. and got married at the exact same time. And pretty much when we got in the neighborhood, one of the things that had been, you know, starting to bug me was I was not in community mm-hmm. with any other Christians. I, you know, I knew Christians. But, you know, I, you know, everything I read, like in that book of Acts and all that stuff, yeah, I ever you know, that, it's yeah. all about community and crap. And I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe I should get involved in that yeah. community. Yeah. So we uh, decided we go around and look for a church. Mm-hmm. 
you know, your mom, she wasn't in on this real, I mean, she was in, you know, yeah. she, she was going along with what I was in. And, uh, anyway, we got on our bikes and we rode around the neighborhood yeah. and we stopped at different churches along the way. Yeah. And we stopped at one and we're like, oh man, this one's too uh, liberal. Or yeah. we stopped at another and we're like, oh, the doors are locked. You can't even walk in this one to see what's yeah. going on. And, you know, yeah. so, it, you know, it was five, six of them. Mm-hmm. And eventually we came to one church and pulled up, opened the door, walked inside. And it happened to be when the, um, you know, uh, worship team was practicing for a Sunday morning. Yeah. And, you know, there were people in there and... And we're like, oh, this is really nice, you know. And mm-hmm. Got greeted by them, and you know. Anyway, we left. Mm-hmm. But then we said, oh, that's a pretty nice church. That's yeah, they were nice. Yeah. There, you know, Sunday morning, went in there and uh, met the pastor. And it was a Lutheran church, right? Yes, this was. Uh, excuse me. This was uh, ELCA Church, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Yeah, which is which is kind of kind of be interesting to talk about because there that's a much more liberal denomination now than it, it was. Is. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I have a few friends that are ELCA. You would, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but back then, yeah, at back least then the were... the uh, local congregation we were mm-hmm. in, you know, we you know we went there and visited, met the pastor, and next thing you know, you know. I guess maybe on the, uh, they pass a little, um, sheet around on Sunday morning and you write your name and how many people are there. And, and, uh, there's a place where you can check for a pastor visit. And And I I must've accidentally done that. (laughs) Cause the pastor showed up at the door. door. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was pastor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll believe it. He was this great old, old guy. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that old. He's probably, you know, Maybe my age or, you know, a little bit yeah, older. Yeah, middle age, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he was really, some people liked him, some people didn't. I yeah. liked him because he was a bit abrasive, you know. Some, mm. some people want their pastors warm and fuzzy, but. Um, no, you like. Yeah. He, you know, brimstone. he'd stiff arm you, you know, if he needed to. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy. Yeah. But he, he came over to our house and. You know, I asked if we wanted to go through membership classes mm-hmm. because um, I think their uh, membership had dwindled. And so they were, you know, trying to, trying to get sign up people. for recruits. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots just stumbled in the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome. You're Lutheran now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how it went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you started going to a Lutheran church. Um, well, yeah. um, you know, you, you've heard your mom's story. I, I won't tell your mom's story, but, you know. She converted the, at that church. The pastor yeah. came over and, um, you know, we went through membership classes. And during that, your mom, you know, had her conversion. Yeah. She had a pretty point. powerful moment for herself as well. Yeah, Exactly. Which, not if ours, I ever, not yeah. ours to share. Yeah, not ours to share. Yeah, I'll bring her on sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah. powerful for your mom. Yeah. And for me. And, you know, shortly thereafter, uh, I, I was baptized in the church. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, at that point, it was a pretty simple faith. Yeah. You know, it, it hmm. you know, it, it was an, a, an intellectual acknowledgement that God exists 
that, you know, Jesus is, um, you know, his son, eternal God, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, nice you know, it's, it's very, yeah. very orthodox, very creed. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting part about the ELCA, this um, church that we went to also, you know, was very accepting of charismatic gifts. Yeah, this, this is interesting. Because this I didn't know until recently. And we were talking. So when we went there, you know, there was, uh, you know, the the normal stuff you would see in, um, you know, uh, charismatic setting, you know, people raising hands, and yeah. which which really, you know, is not, not, not to get thing. me wrong. Nothing wrong with raising hands. <laughs> but it's just not your thing. It's not your thing. I might do it once in a while. You know, yeah, if you're feeling crazy. If I'm listening to Newsboys worship music. <laughs> I would like to circle back around at some point to uh, music <laughs> also, because I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So the charismatic movement, because this is yeah. the 90s, right? So this is kind of like a historic kind of thing. It's 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 it, sweeping it through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Country. This, this was... Um, uh, part of the uh, counterfeit revival. But, um... Oh my God. <laughs> Such a reformed comment. <laughs> but when we were going to um, this church, um, you know, like I said, it, it was marginally charismatic. I, I heard it had been more so in the past, but you know, there's a little, maybe, maybe a little tongue mumbling, you know, yeah. in the background somewhere, but it, you know, really wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But then, uh, Oh, about the time the, uh, oh, what was it? There was the Toronto blessing going on at the same time. And there was one that was up in Minnesota. I can't remember. There was this deal where people were going to these Holy Spirit hot zones and getting zapped by the Holy Spirit and then coming back and spreading the spirit. Yeah, they like with a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So... There was, I worry that somebody who knows these people might uh, hear it, but there was a couple that came back from uh, up in Minnesota. They yeah. brought the special zap down yeah. there and had a service. And that was the beginning of the end of uh, that congregation, the unity in the congregation. Because, yeah. you know, the pastor said that, uh, you know, he was not going to allow... You know, people coming in and zapping people and having old ladies rolling around laughing in the aisles. Yeah, to them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this the LCA is still somewhat mainline, right? They've got something of a liturgy, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like... Yes. I don't know. It seems like this would be dis- really disorderly in their mind. I don't know. I, I think maybe that... Um, may, maybe there was enough liberty for that to go on. Yeah, you know, yeah. You look at like, um, you know, the E Free Church. Mm-hmm. If something insane was going on and it was reported, mm-hmm. then. But you know, I think back actually, um, it was kind of a small contingent. The mm-hmm. pastor really wasn't as involved in it as yeah. he could have been. He's, yeah, I think yeah. he was like, this is, you know, okay, my congregants, you know, want to have these people in and yeah. And he was, you know, stepped back. And then, you know, once he realized what was going on in the church. Yeah. You know, he, he was upset about it. And, um, yeah. And, you know, your mom and I, you know, we, we participated a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, your um, 
some family members yeah. went there and participated. Yeah. You know, and did the slain in the spirit stuff. And yeah, it was, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I had a, I, I Something had a really bad you, yeah. feeling about it. And, you know, I listened to a lot of Christian radio. And I listened to Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible Answer Man. Yeah. Now the Eastern Orthodox Man. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, you know, he he wrote about the you know what was going on in the church, the the charismatic yeah, movement, exactly. Yeah. And you know, he was warning against it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like a pretty straight through line that he started going toward. Uh, liturgical, Orthodox. yeah, traditions. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bible and the patriarchs. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so like, Bible Answer Man and stuff, which I grew up around. Oh. I grew up around that. I remember you liking that stuff when I was growing up, too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, if, you were, if you were in the car with me, you know, it was around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah. Hank Hanegraaff, mm-hmm. Bible Answer Man. He wasn't the real Bible Answer Man. No, he's the The son. real Bible Answer Man is Walter Martin. <laughs> the greatest anti-cultist ever. Uh, you don't know Walter. Martin. I don't know Walter Martin very well off the top of my head. Pretty, pretty good theologian. He leaned a little Armenian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't judge a book. Can't judge. Uh, before we, before we get chapter. to you, before we get to you leaving the LCA, just like while we're in the early phases of Christianity, because mom, mom talks about this a lot too, um, and I think it's just since you mentioned music early on being a part of your like, you know, dark phase, you you had a really big like switch to Christian music during this time, and I know that because mom always talks about how you go from listening to like psychedelic rock to getting into Keith Green. Um, which uh, I'll play a clip right now of Keith Green. <laughs> People who don't know that. So you went from that to just this most like, yeah, I do. I love Keith Green, but the most like chipper, cheesy gospel Jesus movement. You know, Keith Green was only a part of yeah. the grand pastiche yeah. that was my... Uh, yeah, but she always remembers music. that one because it was like she went from rock and roll to just these beautiful <laughs> piano worship ballads. Man, I yeah. love and Keith Green. You are the one for me. And early Newsboys was around this time. Too. Because you were going to uh, Cornerstone, right? Okay. So while we were going to the ELCA church, yeah, yeah. we went to uh, a music festival um, with the youth group. So mm. we were friends with the youth pastor and his wife. And we went out to uh, Illinois to the Cornerstone Music Festival. Yeah. And I can't imagine that. I don't know. They're. Still stuff like that going on, but anyway, at not, not as much anymore. I mean, but we talk we talk a lot of because we did an episode on on like Christian ska and stuff. Like people listening to this are very familiar with Cornerstone, so it yeah. feels necessary for me to bring up how that played a role yeah. in your faith. You, you know? know, you know the uh, history of uh, Cornerstone is from uh, 
the Jesus People USA movement yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Which weren't they kind of charismatic? Or um, I, I don't. I suppose they, they yeah, were not quite the same. Charismatic or ecstatic, one of the two. But yeah, were, it wasn't as theologically charismatic. Maybe they, you know, they turned into a fairly conservative group. But you know, they they had a big commune in mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, and they started the Cornerstone Festival. And this was really an, an amazing thing because it was like you would go in there and you'd camp, and during the day there yeah. would be lecturers. So yeah. you, you could go and listen to like Norm Geisler, you know, or... <laughs> and then in the evening go to like a ska show. Exactly, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man, <laughs> it was the best. You know, that's that's when I got to see Steve Taylor live. And, yeah. you know, well, and you know, like we not to get to, into politics per se, but like a lot of um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks that I know through folks that I know that are in like leftist Christianity particularly mm-hmm. the ones that are probably about 10 years older than me. Cornerstone played such a big role in that development of that because at mm-hmm. this you know this Cornerstone was where like the weird hippie Christians were and it was like the salters and stuff who were like you know if you're a Christian you oppose war and stuff like their early stuff you know mm-hmm. a lot of their early development came from that stuff I think. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't imagine ever going to some place like that again and just yeah. the, the you know, the, it just, you know, tables of apologists, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the old days. Yeah, subscribe. Well, you know, you, you could subscribe. I subscribed to newsletters back then. You get yeah. the mail, you know, and they were like, I don't know what it, mimeographed or something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. They were, <laughs> you know, printed on some cheap paper and, yeah, you know, yeah. somebody hand stapled them and mailed them to you. Yeah. That's yeah. how I learned about all my, um, uh, uh, dispensationalism. Uh, yeah, you, you're not dispensationalist though at all. Right? Well, back then, yeah. Were you more into the fundamentalist stuff at the time? Or oh yeah, you were because you know we we went from ELCA. Yeah. And, right. So because yeah, we got to move okay. to the next part because that that explains it. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was okay. the there was the big um, you know schism in our church, and um, yeah. you know we we were on the outs and decided we were going to go. And we went to, uh, that's when we went to an Assemblies of God church yeah. shortly because yes. we knew people that Which, went there. And... I, I've told people about this and they think it's so funny whenever I say, yeah, so like my my, fa- my parents were going to an ELCA church when the charismatic movement kind of took over. And so they were like, well, where should we go? Yeah. Assemblies of God. Yeah. That's going to go great. Yeah. Not charismatic at all. No. Was... <laughs> you know, I, at the time I did not have. You know, I had problems with charismatics, but um, the one thing that, um, you know, just was a sticking point. Well, I, okay, well, uh, let me take, reverse that a little, you know, go back a few minutes. But, um, you know, I I didn't so much have a problem with charismatic gifts, but just the the way that they had, um, you know, the... They'd become so predominant. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This this actually is, um, you know, and, and it still plays into the point. How the hell did you go from, you know, a place you thought was too charismatic to, you know, an <laughs> Assemblies of God church? Right. And when we went in there, we were still on the periphery, I guess. I didn't like it. Your mom was, you know, oh, semi-okay. But, you know, 
it was like, okay, somebody just spoke in tongues. But then all of a sudden the pastor's like looking around. Nope. New interpretation. Okay. Yeah. So he's sticking by the biblical mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Okay. Or one guy went up and he said, this is the, the word of the Lord of the God, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And did that. And the pastor said, that is not, <laughs> that is not a message from God. You know. Yeah. You know, it was, it was only blasphemous on three levels. <laughs> Sit down, you bastard. <laughs> so anyway, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you saw things like that. There, know, there was more cool. mediating. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But it, it just got weird after a while. We, you know, we hung out with one couple that was, you know, gay, just got into this whole thing, you know, about um, the uh, oh proof of baptism in the Holy Spirit by speaking of tongues thing. Yeah. That just pissed me off more that, than that if anything. you don't speak in tongues, you're not a real Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I tell you what, I'll take my prophecy gifts against your speaking in tongues any old day. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Charismatics. That, that was irritating. So, but we had friends there and, mm -hmm. um, that's why we one of them one we, of them would be uh I, I think this is at the same time uh would be the family of uh, leo right a former uh, guest of the show no they were they were friends of ours back at uh, elca right? yeah 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 so we've known yeah well you were baptized in that church oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's i guess we haven't said that yeah i've entered the scene now but i'm a baby yeah, i don't i don't remember any so of this josiah is indelibly marked as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, and is he so is not able to go anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. That's so that's funny. How I, it works. I can't stand Lutherans. <laughs> 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 I, I'm being mean here. There's people listening to this. I just, I don't. I, something about I got Lutheranism. Nothing against Lutherans. Something about yeah. Lutheranism just doesn't. I vibe disavow with me. anything the, that my son says about Lutherans. No, it's something about. I don't know. It's like the conservative ones and the liberal ones. I find irritating on different levels, and I don't know. I think I'm just biased. Anyway, <laughs> he calls himself ecumenical. Uh, yeah. Except for Lutherans. <laughs> Everything else is fine. <laughs> I'm being mean. <laughs> now, so going from uh, Assemblies of God, you know, it just, it, it was a, it was such a bad fit that, um, you know, I don't know how, we got to where we ended up. I think, you know, we just did church hopping. Yeah. And we went to uh, uh, the Reformed Church. Mm -hmm. So we went in there and, um, you know, we had pastor, uh, great pastor there. Mm -hmm. And you probably say Tony. I, you know, first name is probably fine. Right. That was Tony, right? Yeah. Tony air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Pastor Tony, you know. It was a fantastic pastor. I think something that may have been really attractive about that church is, you know, the, um, the it's part of the Reformed Church of America. Yeah. And um, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, um, I'm trying to think of the name of his book, and that's what's driving me nuts. Right. The Power of Positive Thinking. The Power that's of Positive stupid. Thinking, that's right. Was he Reformed? Uh, yeah. I don't know what. Well, he was Presbyterian. Oh. Anyway, but yeah, 
<laughs> but Tony, you know, he just, he had that air about him. You know, he, you just, you know, yeah. felt really good listening to him. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, man, he's one of the few, like, I don't know. I like I got coffee with him a few years ago and like I hadn't seen him in years, but he's just always been such a, I don't know. He's mm-hmm. a big part of my faith because now I'm entering, you know, the story here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I don't want to say Pastor Tony was, a, um, you know, the reason we started going to no. um, this Reformed Church, but it was, you know, he, he had an influence because he, he was talking a language I liked. And, you know, the, the church family seemed good. And, you know, we just felt very comfortable there. So, yeah. you know, that's where we started going. Yeah. And, you know, it, it doesn't sound like, you know, it's any sort of, um, theological decision or something. It just seemed like a safe place. There wasn't a bunch of weirdness going on. Mm. You know, they actually picked up a hymnal now and again. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Which I missed from the Lutheran church. Oh my God. Yeah. Now going, going to the Episcopal church lately. I, man, I love hymns. There's nothing better. (laughs) I hated them as a kid though. Like when we went like, you know, that, that reformed church I, you know, grew up in that, that we're talking about now. Like I remember I would always, because they did some hymns and then some like you know worship band stuff yeah and as a kid i was like the worship band stuff like there's a guitar whatever but the older i've gotten the more i've just like you know those hymns man yeah powerpoint has nothing on picking up a book yeah oh yeah just i don't know yeah yeah You know, we, we tried to get in, or, you know, we, we tried to fit in in the community in, mm-hmm. in that church. And, you know, we, we did okay, but we were we were on the uh, periphery because we homeschool our kids. Mm. That was, you know, that, that was a big division. Yeah, because um, everyone was very much like, well, I mean, to throw in my, my experience there specifically, like I remember when I went to the, uh, the youth group there, um, they wouldn't divide us up this way intentionally. It just divided up naturally. People went to whichever school they went to. Everyone divided into that clique. And then it would just be me. And then I would just like listen to like angsty music on my iPod. Because <laughs> I'm like, nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried to get like in with the young mothers groups and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, no, nothing, you know. We, we got along great with the people at the church, and I love them, and I've made, yeah. you know... You've made friends with a lot of them. Yeah, exactly, but, you know, it just uh, wasn't our scene, man. Yeah. Huh. But we went there for... Years. Seven... Uh, yeah, seven, yeah, it's longer than that. You know, and... and um, it, you I, know, mean, it was, I mean, that has to be at least ten years. Because, it was a great experience, you know, yeah. because I got to, you know... Uh, stroke my ego you know a little bit with <laughs> you know worship and drama and stuff like that yeah because they did lots of skits that's what I, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. That's, you know that's why i was doing it because yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah no but also, i was so terrified we, doing that stuff we should also say moving in like with your personal faith you know th- this is the church where you became reformed in your theology right yes. and I don't know. Was that Tony? Because I mean, you know, even though no. to- Tony's RCA, he's not very reformed. Tony is not. <laughs> uh, yeah. What happened to me in uh, the Reformed Church was that I had been um, 
you know, do, doing, um, you know, churches all do these spiritual gifts tests and mm-hmm. stuff. And one thing that I had been always high marked in was teaching skills. Mm-hmm. And so I always ended up leading groups, mm-hmm. you know, or I guess being a facilitator in a group, yeah, right. you know, so, yeah, you know, I, I led discipleship groups. I led... Um, uh, I, I co-taught a, and this was probably a real turning point for me, but I, I co-taught a class with another guy, uh, through the Heidelberg catechism. Okay. So yeah, for those who don't, don't know, listening, that's the, the cat, like the, this basically the, the massive statement of faith for reformed thinking. It's, it's the Calvinist catechism. Yeah. The Reformed Catholic. Yeah, so Reformed, yeah. Catholic. I don't like to use Calvinist yeah. too often because it's got such bad connotations for some people. Yeah, but no, I know. We'll just call it <clears throat> Doctrines of Grace from now on. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I co-taught this mm. class on the, um, yeah, on the Heidelberg Catechism. And that, that was the first time where I actually had to go through a systematic yeah. Uh, understanding of faith. I mean, I I'd read the Bible. I understood basic tenets. I understood orthodoxy. Yeah. But um, going through the Heidelberg, that that was, you know, transformative for me. Yeah. And you know, to this day, I still try to go through, you know, Heidelberg periodically just to, you know, reroot myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the tenets of the faith. <clears throat> Uh, but you know the yeah. thing, you know the thing that's, uh, you know we we got comfortable in the big church and mm-hmm. you know I was teaching and I was on worship and drama and you know just yeah. doing all this stuff in the church and you know but I hmm, you know just family life was just you know mm-hmm. pretty heavy and yeah you know we. Won't go into too many of our struggles at home, but you know, yeah, I, it was it was a it was a kind of rough know, period, and so, I was I was drinking, and and yeah. you know, it just got to a point where you know we were going through the motions at church, and yeah, you know, that's that's when your mom said, you know, this, you know, we're we got to do something. This is this is bad, and I'm yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah, and I told your mom. I'm going to punch you in the gob. No, you didn't. But not. then I said, <laughs> you did not but that. then after that, I said, Oh, okay. I won't. Yeah. Yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is kind of an interesting place to insert myself, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think that's kind of an interesting, cause this would be like high school for me at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was starting maybe more on middle school, but yeah. Freshman. Or... Yeah. And like, I think that's where a lot of my weird kind of religious experiences really were able to happen because like, I mean, what, what started to happen here was, um, you know, I'm we're you're homeschooling. So we're in the, I'm in the homeschool community and that's a like ecumenical in the worst sense. <laughs> you know I mean? It's all these people from different, you know, different traditions all just kind of like arguing all the time. And I was just kind of, 
bouncing from tradition to tradition. So it's like I've got this rooting in the Reformed tradition, but then like we had charismatic friends, and so I ended up at weird charismatic Bible camps because yeah. I would just join them. <laughs> Your friend invited you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I remember. I remember like yeah, in that homeschool community. I remember like having not going to say names, but like one of the the moms doing something where she's like, I had a vision about you to me one time. <laughs> Maybe I'll just say it and I'll bleep this out. But it was, it was, good. It was <laughs> you can't say that. I said I'm gonna bleep it out. Uh, but yeah, you know, and like trying to get me to go to a Bible camp. She's like, I, I had a dream and, and I and God's telling me to tell you to go to this Bible camp, and I did not go to that Bible camp. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Whenever God's talking to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, so like and actually uh, I, I'm not just making this about myself too much because this actually i think my faith plays a role in the impact of direction you guys kind of went in mm. because okay so like my so my friend leo who's been on the show a couple times his his church i started to go to a little bit for the youth group mm-hmm. I went to like two youth groups at the same time what's well, this yeah because we're you know that's yeah. that's our next jump yeah that's where this is going to go. See, this is what I'm saying. It's connected. Is this a segue? It's a beautiful segue. All right. But before we get to Continue. that, I also say like, yeah, I went to like the Church of Christ Church on the South Side. We'll get into that. But that was <laughs> you know, briefly that so much of my problems with Christianity came from that church. Um, because I, I remember this because uh, you know, the guy, I'm not going to say the pastor there. Um, he's just very... I don't know. You, you've cool. had, you've had your beefs with them. Don't act like that. You don't have issues. But I remember this because he was very. Uh, he would take us to these like series, um, like video series, like youth group. Mm-hmm. We watched through like David Platt's Radical, and I remember watching. And he would just make it really worse. Like he gave me so much guilt, and it was like I was telling Kelly about this the other night. So that's why I'm thinking about it. Uh, so David Platt's radical is all about like, take the gospel seriously. You know, you got to do everything. You have to be willing to give up everything, but he packaged it in enough of a way that I would end the video and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that. Like that, that has an impact on me. And then pastor would ruin it because mm-hmm. he would come out and then add to the point. <laughs> he, he, uh, I remember this really vividly and the video ended and he came out and he's like, I had these friends who were missionaries and they were, they were going to a tribe that had a disease that would, uh, that would infect people's teeth. And so, <laughs> and so if, and so because to go to that tribe, their commitment to Christ, they had their teeth removed. Do you, <laughs> if you love God, <laughs> you'll have your teeth taken out. And I remember just being like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like if the concept isn't that bad where he's just saying like you'd be committed to do anything mm-hmm. but like <laughs> there was yeah, something was... about that that was so like when you're 14 it's like it's like the stereotype of like the like i don't know pastor doing like uh <laughs> clockwork orange eyes <laughs> at the crucifix and being like you put him there <laughs> it's like it's like maybe there's some doctrinal tooth to it but a kid this is not a thing to do to a kid <laughs> anyway detour there so that was a disaster so many problems <laughs> i have come from that church uh youth group uh, but then there was another youth group with a pastor that was we really liked 
And, um, I mean, you can take it from here if you want, but yeah, he... No, I'm watching you. Oh, I mean, Unless yeah, I guess... you want me to take the No, I, I know when I can let you yeah, take the reins, actually, because I know when... So what happened was I was like, I like him. He answers my questions and, like, deals with my doubts and stuff. And then he left that church to start a church plant in a small town that was actually closer to our home than, you know, that, that church was. Yeah. And so... Um, me and my girlfriend at the time went out and would go to the first few services of when it was just meeting in like a conference center or something, you know, like some like upstairs or whatever. And I remember just being like, yeah, I like this. I feel like this is where I can like whatever. And so this this church plant was part of the E-free denomination. Um, and so you guys were going through kind of that doing the motions and not even really going to church much anymore. Well, and we, we I, left yeah. and we went to the, that's right. The other E free church that you went to the youth group at for yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. But then the church plant started. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I, I talked into to my memory of it, making it about myself and I might be incorrect in my understanding. I talked to you guys into going to that church, right? Kind of, or did you come to well, that? I, I remember going to the now. See, I don't know if it met before <laughs> we had been there, but we we went to the opening, whatever you call it, the, the grand opening of the church. Mm. So I don't know if it had met before that. You know, like like they had uh, practice runs. I think I think know. they did. I think I went to one of those. I yeah. think that's what it was. But anyway, but yeah. we've we've yeah. So small evangelical church in small town Iowa. Yeah. Meeting at the time above the American Legion Hall. Yeah, it was just a small little like place where the small town would like they would host a dinner for yeah. the vets or something like that. We were meeting there every Sunday until you know we yep. they they branched out and and started meeting at the cafeteria of the school. <laughs> <laughs> it was right next door to the uh, police station. Yeah, the, well, the fire department. Yeah, was, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, that's where they parked the uh, fire trucks. Yeah. Anyway, you can take it back from there, but yeah, that's, that's what was going on with me at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what uh, we went on to, uh, well, we went from the uh, Legion Hall to uh, was it the great? Yeah, the grade school first. So yeah, we were meeting at the grade school for quite a while. Yeah, and then moved on to the uh, uh, for a short time. I, I don't know what it is. There's a middle school or something there. Yeah, in town, and then we rented the. Uh, space on main street so yeah and at this if, point i'm gone yeah because i, I yeah, only we, we i've only been to there pretty fast yeah I, i've only been to that the actual church building that y'all have mm. once because yeah. i i mean yeah this is about like for those who've listened to the show they know kind of my journey here this is about when i lose my faith mm-hmm. you know around this time um just kind of feels weird because I was really into the free church. It's not like I wasn't, but it was just, I think my doubts were too much at this point that it just kind of started to cave in. And, you know, I, I think you know. that, um, you know, just, um, to, to make that transition from, you know, the reformed church, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just didn't, we didn't have community, wasn't, wasn't serving us well. We were felt so isolated, I guess, to, you know, going to an e-free church just by default because we knew people that went there. Yeah. And then landing in a community church. Yeah. I think was probably the best thing that, you know, could could have possibly happened to us. Because yes, it was good we, for you. We had, you know, just the, the friendships and 
you know, the the actual um, people actually caring about you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one way to put it. Yeah, but you know, to be to be able to actually, you know, just be honest with people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I remember that. They, you know, they all know I'm a heck of a guy. And <laughs> Well, and, and I think also, um, I wouldn't say ecumenical per se, but the E-free denomination is like very, yeah. um, you know, as long as you're within the bounds. Yeah. And so if you're able to be reformed there without, you know. Yeah. That's that's what I, uh, you know, I, I meant to go, um, you know, that direction because um, at the, uh, you know, in, in the E-free church, I, I can read the statement of faith. I can't find anything that I disagree with. Except for one thing that they've taken out now. Yes. But there used to be. I remember this and, was and a sticking point. And it was only taken point. out. Yeah. It this was, was only... a sticking point. Yeah, I remember yes. that. That was the uh, all-millennial or uh, pre-millennial, pre-millennial yeah, yeah, it was, statement. Yeah, and it was like, uh... Yeah. Yeah, and you're all-millennial as a, as a good reformed. I'm a pan-millennial. Pan-millennial. It's all going to pan out, man. Quit worrying about it. Don't worry about that it. is the oldest, oldest joke in the world. Yeah, yeah. it's almost <laughs> so old that it feels new again. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't heard it in so long. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you're at now, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how it was. How it how it got there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that church played a big role, I think, because you know, like as much as I have at this point doctrinal disagreements uh, with some of the pastors, they would get coffee with me. Mm-hmm. And talk about it. And like, you know, one of the pastors from that church um, is kind of has something that I've referenced on this show a number of times uh, where he was the one who told me to reimagine uh, the story of Thomas the Doubter. Um, because I had always, you know, most people think of Thomas the Doubter as the, you know, he's he, you doubted, you asshole, you dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what he what he pointed is like, yes, you know, Jesus says whatever that, you know, you have little faith, but he also touches the wounds. Thomas is the only one who actually felt the wounds. And I don't know that, uh, that was, that was a big part of my, I don't know. I have a, like an Eastern Orthodox icon of St. Thomas because of that, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much a pastor would like that specifically, but it's no, probably not. I, yeah, there's a lot of, it's funny because I don't know how much those pastors would love some of the conclusions I've come to with seeds they planted, but they planted mm-hmm. a lot of important seeds for me. But yeah, I got baptized for a second time in that church. Got baptized I remember twice. that. The first yeah. time didn't take apparently, yeah, did so not. we had to get another one. No, it is a very, I don't know. It doesn't line up with how I look at baptism anymore, but you know, I was going to an evangelical church and the... You know, that was very credo Baptist to some degree, right? Yeah. It's you, you, you know, and, and there's something really pretty about that, like credo baptism. Even though I, I think I'm. Well, I, I had one. You know. Yeah, I think I think being baptized as a infant's probably better. I think that's more my position now. But there's something about the like the old timey like go down to the lake and get dunked in, exactly. and you're like, and you're fucking new person now. Like I don't know. There's it's something like really a, powerful. A brother, about that. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's something about that. I, I, as much as I. I'm a new <laughs> I've been washed clean. It's amazing. I don't know. It's the bap. You know, I, I hope I'm Baptist a lot, but I think they, they do have something really beautiful there. <laughs> I know my soul is with you. I'm sure about 
I guess we should find a way to close this rather than just be like, oh, let's, we're here now. Um, maybe what I'd say is, what is it? What? Okay, this is a thing. It's kind of a cheesy question that I've, I've asked people on Twitter and stuff before when they, I don't know. Um, what about Christianity specifically? Because a lot of the times people will talk about, you know, their faith and it, it could be, they're describing a God. You know, and it's like, that could be anything. But what is it about Christianity that is the thing, you know, that makes it that that makes you believe that this is true? Mm -hmm. You know, the I always go back to two things. You know, the first one is just um, morality within, Mm -hmm. you know, that there is conscience. Yeah. And, you know, that that was what was instrumental, you know, in turning me around. Second, you know, is, um, you know, the creation itself, mm-hmm. because I, I don't believe there's a acceptable alternative to thinking that there is a deity yeah. that created this world. Yeah. So something eternal made this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the simple answer. Yeah. But what about more, maybe in a more personal sense? Beyond that, like, I don't know. In a personal sense, yeah, I would say it? that, you know, I, I have the, the testimony that's in the gospel. Yeah. And I don't believe that there is anything that can dissuade me from believing that what mm-hmm. I read there is true. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent hours in apologetics and... Yeah you know, trying to understand texts and, you know, what's the origin of scripture, mm-hmm. you know, what, how does the historical record look? All of these things. Yeah. You know, just knowing that, you know, there is an accurate, mm. um, accounting. Yeah. Of this man that, you know, that this is, you know, like, that's the thing is like, there's something about like, I don't know. Because that's, that's like, for, for me, like, N.T. Wright and a lot of the stuff that I got into was just, like, no, it's not just that there's this abstract concept of a god, but that there is a god become man that interacted directly in history, and we yeah. seem to have evidence of that. And that's that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I'm into conspiracy theories, so. <laughs> it's an yeah, elaborate the, conspiracy. The Jesus conspiracy <laughs> is the best. I, yeah, I, um... Yeah, I mean, that's the same for me. <laughs> it's the beauty of the gospel, even when I didn't believe in it, still just felt true. <laughs> you know, it's it's like I, I have told you about, and this is really stupid, but the movie Jesus Christ Superstar uh-huh. has always haunted me ever since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, there's just something about the story yeah. that, you know, there, there's something there. Maybe it's just, you know... That we're so infused in, yeah, in, in uh, our culture. But yeah, but it's something it touches you. Yeah, especially that part that goes Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that part special. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, but yeah, there's something. Of, I don't know. 
I, I, that's the case for me. I, I don't know. It's the most strange, beautiful, unlikely story. Yeah. Just, it's, it's like, yeah. Cause I think the conclusion I came to was even if it's not true, I've chosen to believe it's true because it's the most beautiful story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't really not believe it. I don't know. Well, I'll pray for you. <laughs> what do <are> you know? <laughs> that's that's how I, I just I, I could never I could never leave it. I don't know. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Anything that else you'd like hard. to say? Yeah, that, that was, was hard. hard. Sobering up. Man, <laughs> in the middle it was.
love the sound of that saw. Yeah, that saw is awesome.